Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, could the standard and the culture of the silver and black be changing right before our eyes? We'll talk about that plus a whole lot more coming up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for August 18th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate you. No matter how much time you give us each and every day, we appreciate it. Three minutes, 33 minutes, whatever the case may be, it goes a long way. And like I said, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate you. We also appreciate my guy, Ari. Does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube, looking good and sounding good. You can check out Ari on Twitter at Ari Produces. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can at your boy Q254. And of course, we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antenna, 707-654-4693. We got your calls and texts coming up in segment number three. And I've mentioned it a few times this week so far that getting a lot of calls, getting a lot of texts, getting a lot of anticipation for the upcoming season. And I know, I know Raider Nation, so many people have called in, texted in, tweeted at me and said, Q, I'm not doing it. I don't have any interest. Don't care what the Raiders do this year. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm done, right? Well, that's because it's the offseason. As you get closer and closer and closer to September, it's in our nature. We can't help ourselves. We just love it, and we cannot wait to see what's going on. And the anticipation, you know, it just I can't wait till the first week of the season when we're talking about an actual game that matters, talking about the Denver Broncos and then the Bills and then the Steelers, and then the Chargers, right? I mean, it's just it's just like that. So, uh, yeah, we're getting there. I can, I can feel it just by the way the calls and texts are coming through on the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. So, as mentioned, I'll get as many calls and texts uh, in segment number three on today's show. Segment number two, I always do it during the regular season. I always talk about keys to victory in the final show before the game, whether it's a Sunday game, a Monday night game, maybe it's a, a Thursday night game, whatever that last show before the game is, I like to say, do keys of the game. In the preseason, keys of the game don't matter, right? Wins and losses don't matter. It's about execution. It's about how you got to the wins and losses. So coming up in segment number two, what am I most intrigued by? What am I going to be looking for in Saturday's game against the Chargers, against the Rams, excuse me, the Chargers into week four? I'm already jumping to the regular season. But no, against the Rams coming up on Saturday at SoFi Stadium, that'll come up in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, as I always do, I like to hit you with the news and notes of the day. And before I get to any of that, I want to let you know today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownNFL. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, off top, a quick roster note that I wanted to make sure to pass along for the silver and black and the fact that the Raiders waived wide receiver DJ Turner from the reserve injured list. So he's out of there. Uh, he's already been put on IR. He wasn't going to participate for the Raiders at all this upcoming season. I'm sure they gave him an injury settlement and uh, now he goes about his way. But I'll tell you, with the, the way that the competition in that wide receiver room was throughout the course of training camp, while I've been there watching the practice, 11 wide receivers they had, I kept saying, 
I don't think DJ Turner is going to make it. I don't think DJ Turner is going to be on this roster. Yeah, I know he made the 53-man roster last season. You know, it was the first time he'd ever made it in his career onto a 53-man roster. He didn't do hardly anything. The competition in that wide receiver was just so much greater this past uh, training camp. And so it just, to me, it felt like he wasn't going to get there. Uh, one, because of the competition. And two, every time I looked around, there was another ball on the ground or the route was ran the wrong way. He just didn't seem like he was doing enough to hold on to a spot. So it's official like a referee's whistle. DJ Turner will not be with the Silver and Black in 2023. Now, head coach Josh McDaniels, he spoke with the media uh, before practice, before day two of the joint practices with the Rams on Thursday. And I just got a couple sound bites that I wanted to bring to the table. And again, we talked about standards. We talked about culture. And it feels like the players themselves have raised, raised the standards of the Silver and Black. It seems like the culture, which is something we hear from every single coach, every single GM, Anytime they take over a team, we got to change the culture. We got to change the culture. It feels like, you know, and, and look, I, I, it still remains to be seen, but it feels like the culture really is shifting for the Raiders. So here's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about how he feels when he hears the players talking about a bad practice and not living up to their standard. Again, it's their standard. Right. It, it doesn't matter what we talk about in the meeting room or what I want it to be uh, at the end of the day. Uh, we're we're trying to hold a standard, but at, at the end of the day, they are the ones that gonna that they're gonna own it on the field. And uh, I think we have great leadership. They've done a fantastic job of trying to get everybody to play up to that standard. And uh, we'll see if we can meet it today. So I think what Coach McDaniel said right there was the biggest key. It's their standard. Yeah, they have a standard as well, but the players are, are, are the ones that are raising the bar on the standard. The players are the ones that are saying, no, we want this. We want to do better. This is not acceptable. Something we talked about on Thursday's show, but just to hear head coach Josh McDaniels kind of reiterate that, it, it makes you feel like, okay, what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing is actual fact and, and factual instead of just me kind of coming up with something in my mind. Also, head coach Josh McDaniels was asked about Devontae Adams. He's a guy that I was surprised was out there practicing a guy that I didn't think needed to. I know he doesn't need to. He's going to make the roster. You know that. He's going to be the best wide receiver the Raiders have. He's probably going to lead the league in yards or catches, or he's going to be right up there like he was last year when it's all said and done, right? So I was surprised that he was out there playing, but Devontae wasn't surprised. Devontae wants to be out there because he wants to lead by example. He's showing his leadership, showing that there should be no excuses. If you can go, you should go. Here's Coach McDaniels talking about Devontae Adams and that no-excuse no mentality. Yeah, I mean... He's, he's a tough guy. Uh, he doesn't miss much time, you know, hasn't missed much time ever. And my experience with him, he doesn't miss any time on the practice field. And, you know, he's, he's played in every game. So, um, you know, that's their job. They know it. And Devontae is a great example for everybody, um, you know, of just a guy who wants to go out here and compete against different competition, wants to get better, wants to improve. Uh, made a lot of good plays yesterday. Um, but, you know, it doesn't shock me at all uh, that he would do that. So I say it all the time. If a guy like Devontae Adams says, I can go, then who is anyone else to say they can't go? Right now, of course, if you're, if you're injured, you can't, or if you're hurt, or one of those two, I can't remember what it is. But there's a certain, you know, there's certain times you can't go. If you're just too banged up and you can't go, that's fine. Right? You don't want to injure yourself more. But if, you know, you just got some bumps and bruises and you may be a little bit sore, then go. You need to go out there and, and, and participate. And so when guys look up and they see Devontae Adams, who they know doesn't have to be out there, he doesn't have to worry about his roster spot. When they see him going, they're just going to go anyway. Hey, we got to go. If Devontae can go, we got to go. The final soundbite I have for you for uh, head coach Josh McDaniels is about Tyree Wilson. 
Number seven overall pick, first round. He got his uh, first little taste of training camp on Wednesday, got his second taste of training camp on Tuesday, but Coach McDaniel speaks before practice. So here's Coach McDaniel's talking about Tyree Wilson, what he thought about his first practice. You know, it's different when you carry in pass, you know, in heat and a little humidity. Um, it's just different than, you know, being in shorts and a T-shirt and, you know, doing some workouts, you know, on your own. So uh, being able to, to lean on uh, some bigger bodies and to pass rush and some of those things, um, you know, it's just uh, you got to get used to it. All of us have to go through that acclimation phase. His is you know, obviously going to be a little bit more tempoed here as we go uh, just so we can make sure that we keep taking steps in the right direction. But, um, you know, he came out and did what we wanted him to do yesterday, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and do the same thing today. So there you go. Just hearing a little bit about Tyree Wilson. And, look, they're going to bring him along slowly. That's what I do believe, and I'm okay with that. He's a guy that I believe is the future. You know, he's not a guy that has to go on and, and make a huge splash right now. But as long as he's learning from Max and as long as he's learning from Chandler Jones, I think he's heading in the right direction. And on Thursday, Max Crosby, instead of taking a break and, and getting some water while, you know, special teams drills was going on, he was over there in Tyree Wilson's ear, kind of coaching him up, kind of, you know, telling him, you know, giving some tricks to the trade. So he's already playing that veteran leader role to Tyree Wilson and trying to help him out and try to bring the young fellow along. So, again, talk about the culture and standard. Max Crosby continues to try to change that himself, but he's got his teammates to help him do that as well. My final soundbite that I have for you for segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast actually comes from Vinny Bonsignor. And this is something that uh, we talked about. He was a guest on my radio show on Thursday, and the whole show was based on standard and culture. I mean, it just really was. And so I asked him straight up, and you're going to hear the question. I asked him about the culture changing and the standard being raised. So here's the question and the interesting answer from Vinny Bonsignor that includes people from the Rams talking about the Raiders. Are you starting to get the sense that there is a standard that is being raised and a culture that is being changed? Yeah, uh, no question about it. And uh, to, be, to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I got a chance today to visit with a couple of Rams people that I, that I respect and uh, uh, guys that have done it at a high level and uh, have seen it at a high level uh, and understand what this is all about and uh, shoot straight. You know, there's never any sugarcoating. And it's interesting you should bring that up because that's what they brought up. And, and one of the things that uh, the consensus was, number one, there's just more talent on this Raiders team from their perspective. Uh, and number two, and maybe even more importantly, um, as, as somebody said to me today, it feels like Josh and Dave has, have exercised uh, the un, undisciplined traits that they've had in years past. Um, in fact, somebody said, look, we would have never gotten through two practices against the Raiders under previous regimes. You know, Josh and Dave have come in, and there's a professionalism, just a smoother operation in their eyes. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with better talent, but also just more disciplined, uh, and, you know, and, and professionalism. And I, I think, you know, hearing it from, from who I heard that from, uh, I take notice of that. You know, we're reporters, we're seeing what we're seeing, but these are guys that, know what they're doing and, and, and do it themselves. Uh, and, and they know what it, what it looks like um, at, at a high level because they've done it themselves. So to hear that and to hear them know or see that they've noticed what you're talking about in terms of the culture and the standard that they're setting for themselves as Raiders, as the Raiders, that it's being recognized by, by you know, people that, you know, were there a couple of years ago and saw how it was a couple of years ago compared to how it was this year, uh, and to them, it's a marked difference. And we can go back to, I think, 2018, the Raiders and Rams had a joint practice out in, um, or it might have been 2019 to start 2019, 
uh, out in you know uh, at the Ra- at the Raiders place before a preseason yeah. game. So the Rams have seen the Raiders in practice settings and joint practice up close and personal. You know, for a lot of uh, you know two days of practice and a lot of reps, uh, there's a difference that they see um, in in the Raiders this year and under Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I don't know where that all leads or what it takes them to. Uh, but there are people who are noticing there's a different culture with the Raiders. So I found that to be very interesting. Of course, Vinny has a lot of ties, uh, a lot of connections, a lot of contacts around the NFL, but he really has a ton of contacts in L.A. And he's been around the Rams. He knows a lot of people in that Rams organization. So for them to say what they had to say about the Raiders, I thought that that was a big deal and kind of confirmed what I already believed, that the standards are being raised, that the culture is starting to change. And that doesn't happen overnight. You can't change it in a couple of weeks of training camp. You can't change it in four weeks of the regular season. Culture, that kind of a change, it takes sometimes years to do that because it, ta- it took years to build a bad culture. So to get that thing turned around to a good culture, it takes time. It's not something that you could just com- come in and immediately fix right away. And so I'm, I, I'm encouraged. I feel good that it looks like and it's trending in the right direction that the standard is being raised and the culture is being changed. And the Raiders are trying to get back to what their motto says, commitment to excellence. Just win, baby pride and poise that's all high standard that's all positive culture as far as i'm concerned that's all i got for you for segment number one of today's lockdown raiders podcast coming up in segment number two what am i going to be looking for on saturday the raiders will be in la taking on the rams preseason game number two wins and losses don't matter you know keys to the game is not what i'm talking about but what will i be looking at what will i be focusing on for the game We'll talk about it coming up, segment number two, after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is make sure that you add your job and your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile that spreads the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hire versus leading competitors. Right now, LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Again, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about what I'll be focusing on as the Raiders take on the Rams. Kicks off at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. I'll be doing the pre and the post game from Raiders headquarters. That's the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center from their pod center. So that's going to start on the official uh, pregame show on Compass Media. That will start at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So, uh, yeah, definitely tune in for that. I'm looking forward to it. It's the second time I did it. I don't know who I'm going to be doing it with. I know the postgame show should be me and Eddie Pascal, but I don't know who's going to do the pregame show with me. So I guess it's an adventure. We'll find out when I get there. And I'm okay with that. I'm all with that because I know what I got to do and I'm assuming that they're going to know what they have to do as well so I look forward to that but what else do I look forward to well actual play on the field and who will I be focusing in on or what will I be focusing in on is what I want to talk about here in segment number two and off top I think it's a no-brainer Aiden O'Connell Aiden O'Connell and Aiden O'Connell can he build off a Sunday right it's a short week on Sunday if you remember he went 15 for 18 had 141 yards and a touchdown and he had two drops by Trey Tucker 
right? Two drops, and so really almost had a perfect day. He was fantastic. He looked every bit the part. I want to see Aiden O'Connell. I want to see a lot of Aiden O'Connell. Now, Vinny Bonsignor let me know that he's hearing some of the starters may participate on Saturday, so I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know who he'd be talking about. Would that be Jimmy G? Would that be Devontae? Would that be Hunter Renfro? Would that be some of the starting offensive line? I mean, I, I don't know. Right, I don't know who he's talking about. Maybe some guys on defense. He's hearing that there could be some guys starting from the silver and black on a, on Saturday, and really because there's not a, a lot of guys that are starters that are going to participate in game number three against the Cowboys. So if they're going to do it, it would be on Saturday against the Rams. So that's something to look forward to, but that's not a guarantee. So I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell, and I just want to see if he can continue to build on what he did Sunday. I mentioned it on Monday. What he did on Sunday for me was left me wanting more. And that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. Like, I wanted to see him some more. I want to see how he can continue to build off of what he's done. He, again, did not get a lot of reps throughout the course of the week during the joint practices against the Rams. That's something that I ask Vinny every single day. Hey, uh, Zane O'Connell getting more reps? It was really the same thing that they did against the Niners. A lot of Jimmy G, a lot of Brian Hoyer, a little bit of Aiden O'Connell on Thursday. Chase Garbers didn't even get any reps. He was out there on the field and didn't do anything. So it was really the Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer show. So... Aiden O'Connell, I just want to see what a different defense looks like going to, you know, against him. Now that you know, there's some film out there on him, can he continue to play at a high level? Can he build on that? You know, can he create the legend, right? Because, look, Derek Carr got the start week four of the preseason against Seattle, his rookie year back in 2014, right? He went out there and played pretty well against Seattle, especially against uh, the starters uh, in, in that game at the, the first, like, couple drives, and – it was, you know, it was signed, sealed, and delivered. Derek Carr was going to be the starter. Now, Aiden O'Connell's not out there participating to be the starter. Let's not get that twisted. It's Jimmy G's job. But I just want to see how far along this young man is, it has come. I expect to see a lot of him against Dallas as well, but I just would like to see him continue to stack positive days. So that's first and foremost, because of what he did on Sunday, I'm very intrigued by what he could do on Saturday. Uh, as far as the running back position goes, I'd like to see Zamir run the rock just a little tougher than he did on Sunday, you know, just maybe hit the hole a little harder, maybe hit the defender a little bit, try to run through him instead of around him. He's not the fastest dude. So, you know, hitting the outside and trying to go around a guy is not going to be easy for a Zamir White. It looked like he went down, and, and a couple people pointed it out, went down a little easier than he probably should have. I'd like to see him finish the runs a little bit tougher, a little bit stronger. Sincere McCormick, he did pretty well on Sunday, so I think that he's going to be just fine. But really, I want to focus in on Zamir White and how he's going to run. I expect him and Josh Jacobs to be a nice one-two punch, but he's got to be a good two-punch. I think Josh Jacobs will be just fine, right? Kind of know what he's going to bring to the table when he does show up for the silver and black. Zamir White's going to be able to do his part. He's got to be the the Robin to Josh Jacobs' Batman. So I want to see a little bit more from Zamir, not necessarily more yards, just the way that he runs, the style that he runs, a little bit stronger, a little bit more downhill, and finish the runs just a little bit tougher. Uh, the offensive line, if Zamir is going to have a good day running, the offensive line, in particular the right side, something I've been talking about a lot, continue to see that battle right now. It looks like Jermaine Illuminor is leading the, leading the battle. Right, even on Sunday, it looked like he was leading the charge over over Thayer Mumford. I, I believe that they're, you know, kind of neck and neck, where they were neck and neck at one point. I thought Thayer Mumford was leading the charge at one point, but it seems like uh, Jermaine Illuminor has done better. It seems like he's really the leader in the clubhouse right now. 
So let's see what it looks like on Saturday against the Rams, see if, if we get any clarity. Because, again, I think that that's the biggest question. Really, the right tackle, the right side, the whole right side, right guard position, Dylan Parham's been out which, with what I believe is a, a concussion. So Alex Bars has kicked over from the, the right guard spot to the left guard spot. So I'm sure Parham won't play on Saturday. And so that'll probably put Bars over there on the left guard. So really, you know, is it going to be uh, Van Roten? Is he going to be the guy that's going to get the spot at the at the right guard spot? Is it going to be someone else? Right? I mean, that's 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 the question. Is it going to be a, a a McClendon Curtis? Is it going to be a Dalton Wagner? Like any of those guys, can they compete on the right side? So that's going to be something to pay attention to. I'm really I'm looking at that offensive line, but I'm really focusing on the right side of it defensively. I want to see the defensive line continue to get pressure on the quarterback. Right, They dominated the joint practices on uh, Wednesday and Thursday against the Rams. Dominated. Max Crosby was in the backfield the whole time. Other guys were in the backfield the whole time. Like That, that offensive line by the Rams continued to get destroyed. Uh, they did a really good job on Sunday against the 49ers, and it wasn't even the starters. It was the backups. Right, so I, and I don't care who it is. Whoever is in there on that defensive line, continue to get penetration to the quarterback. Can a guy get a quarterback to the ground? You know, they got Trey Lance to the ground twice in the first three snaps. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. That's probably unrealistic, but you got to put that kind of pressure on the quarterback and make him uncomfortable early. If the Raiders could do that, great. Then that makes everything that much easier for the linebackers in the secondary. And that's the next part of the defense that I'll be paying attention to. If you have a chance to make a play, defense, make the play, right? Duke Shelley, he gifted the 49ers a touchdown by not coming up with the interception. Amari Bernie probably could have had a touchdown on Sunday, but he dropped the interception. Those are right there. In your hands. I understand some are tough plays, but those weren't. Those were two that should have been made. And all those guys will tell you that, right? They came away with two turnovers on on Sunday. They could have had four, right? They caused the fumble, recovered the fumble, and then uh, Sam Webb came up with a tip ball interception and returned it almost all the way to the house. That was good. Bad, Bernie putting one on the ground, and even worse, Duke Shelley putting one in the hands of the 49er tight end for a touchdown. So if if the play is there to be made, Make the play. If it's in your hands, it hits you in the hands, make the play. They have to continue to get used to feeling the ball and having the ball and coming down with the ball. Go hunting. Hunt the ball. Go get it. They're doing better, but there's still room to grow. And then special teams, keep working on kick and punt coverage. And that's it. Carlson is money. You saw the 53-yard field goal he hit on Sunday. He's good. He's in midseason form. A.J. Cole, I have no doubt about him. But just the kick coverage and the punt coverage, just keep working on that. You know, try to figure some things out without showing too much as far as the kickoff. You know, I know that they're working on something in the lab, so, you know, teams have to return their kick. But just continue to attack the, 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 the returners and, and make sure they get minimal returns, which I thought that they did a really good job of on Sunday. I think that the Niners had one nice return, and everything else was pretty minimal. So just keep that up, right? It's not a real big criticism. Just keep grinding. Keep grinding at that, and I'll be good uh, with what the special teams is doing. So that's all I really got for what I'll be paying attention to. You know, nobody in particular, no players in particular outside of Aiden O'Connell and Samir White, everyone else is just units. Just continue to, 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 to work and get better and sharpen that sword. Right. And of course, that that right side of the offensive line battle, Illuminor and, uh, and and Thayer Munford. But uh, really, when it comes to just individuals, I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell and Zamir White and just seeing how they go uh, moving forward. But that's what I got for uh, what I'll be paying attention to the most coming up on Saturday. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. We'll close things out next here on Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your calls and text draft that Lockdown Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. And start things off with a text. Raider Reed in South Carolina said, what's up, Q? Raider Reed in South Carolina, longtime listener, first-time texter, and a new booty. I'm impressed with what I saw on Sunday. My question is, where is Michael Mayer? I haven't heard much about him, but I think he could be great, especially in McDaniel's system with Jimmy being a mid-range sniper. That's Raider Reed in South Carolina. Thank you for the text. Appreciate the uh, long-time listenership, man. That's awesome, and appreciate you being a new booty as well. And when it comes to Michael Mayer, he was a little banged up. I remember being at practice. It was a Saturday, and he just kind of looked like he pulled something like in the groin area. He was on the sideline getting stretched out, and then he didn't finish practice. And and then, uh, matter of fact, that was the practice that uh, Marcus Peters spoke to the media following. It was before the 49ers. It was the Saturday before the 49ers came into into town for uh, joint practices, and he had missed quite a bit. But he did participate on uh, on Wednesday and Thursday at Rams joint practices, Raiders-Rams joint practices, even caught a touchdown pass from uh, Jimmy G on Thursday. So he sounds like he's coming back. That would be interesting. I didn't talk about him in segment number two, but it'd be interesting to see him out there because I'm with you. I think in this system, I think Michael Mayer is the perfect guy for the job. I really do. I think he's going to be a huge compliment to this Raiders offense, and he does really good in the red zone. Go back and look what he did in Notre Dame in the red zone. He was fantastic. So if he's healthy and he's out there, like you said, that mid-range sniper, Jimmy G is going to hit him in the end zone. He's going to hit Devontae in the end zone. He's going to hit Hunter in the end zone. He's going to hit Jacoby Myers. I say that because Jimmy G likes to throw the ball into the end zone. And that's something that the Raiders haven't done a very good job of over the past few years. They throw it short and hope somebody breaks a tackle or two and gets in. Or they try to run it in every time. And it doesn't work that way. Right? you got to be able to gun the ball in, have the confidence to throw it in the, the, the red zone, in, in the end zone, because it's, it's tighter. It's, it's, really, it's, it's all bunched up, and everybody's on top of each other, and the windows are small. you got to have the confidence to be able to do that. And Jimmy G, for some reason, he has confidence to do that. He's actually pretty good at throwing the ball in the end zone. So I expect this year to see a lot more, and I think Michael Mayer will really help out in a major way. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Chef Raider in the A60. He's calling to talk about a running back that he hasn't heard us talking about. Here he is, Chef Raider in the A60. What's going on, Q? What's going on, Raider Nation? It's boy Chef Raider A60. Uh, quick question: Where's um, Britton Brown? Is that his name? Is it the, the the running back uh, we got in the seventh round last year? I haven't I haven't heard him. I haven't heard his name at all so far this summer. Only uh. Zamir White and uh, Sincere McCormick, the undrafted kid, right? So uh, I hope I, I hope I got his name right, Britton Brown. But yeah, what what's what's going on with him? Nah, let me know. All right, peace. Quick call from Chef Raider. Thank you for it, my man. I appreciate you. Britton Brown, he's currently injured. Right? That's why you haven't heard anything about him. He's injured. That's why he didn't participate on Sunday against the 49ers. That's another reason why the Raiders have signed multiple running backs. Everyone thinks every time they sign a running back, it's like, Josh Jacobs is not coming back. No, they're just trying to get through, through training camp in the preseason with some backs that can take some reps. Right. So, Britton Brown is banged up right now. That's why you haven't heard anything from him. I don't think it's too serious, but he's definitely just banged up. So, again, that's why you haven't heard anything from him. Uh, hopefully... You know, sooner rather than later, you start to see him out there because I do think he has a little bit of promise. But Britton Brown was the guy, if you go back to college, who was often injured. And that's a major part of the problem. As we all know, availability is your best ability. Thank you, Chef Raider, for that. I do appreciate you. Up next, we'll take a text from North Texas Raider. He said, what up, Q? It's North Texas Raider. I have a question. What's the word on Michael Mayer so far? How's he been looking? 
I've been hearing a lot of good things about a lot of players from camp so far, but not a lot about him. Other than Max Crosby showing him the business. <laughs> I know it's just training camp, but are the Merrick vibes I'm getting ridiculous at this point? Thank you for all you do for the Nation Q, and congrats on the new job. I've been listening to Freddie Coleman for over a decade. It's going to be hard hearing a different voice at night, but at least it'll be yours. Uh, North Texas Raider out. Thank you so much for the text. I do appreciate you. Thanks for the shout-out on the job there on ESPN, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll talk about it later on the show at some point here uh, before it all gets started. But as far as Mayer, like I said earlier, um, yeah, he's he's back out there. He wasn't out there for a while because he was injured, but uh, did catch a touchdown pass on Thursday. I think he's going to be a really good addition. And, yeah, Max Crosby, you know, gave him the business. He welcomed him to the league, but that's okay, right, because he, he never hung his head. He never was upset because Max Crosby gave him the business. It was more like a welcome to the league, Rook. He'll always remember that, right, no matter – how good or how whatever he becomes in the NFL, he'll always remember that first padded practice when Max Crosby gave him the business. So, you know, I think he's going to be really good. Uh, he's getting healthier. Obviously, they got him out there at practice the last few days, so that's a good sign. Uh, Merrick and, and, uh, and, and Marcus Epps are really getting along really well. I still haven't seen Trayvon Merrick make a bunch of plays. He's made a few, which is positive, but I think that him and Marcus Epps working together has really helped. For some reason, Marcus Epps has really been a good addition to the back end of that Raiders defense and has helped Trayvon Merrick in a major way. Uh, everyone that talk, we talk to, all the players, they say that those guys are thick as thieves, man. They, they're always running around the facility together. When you see one, you see the other. Even head coach Josh McDaniel said that. So we'll see. This is a big year for Trayvon Merrick. But so far, so good, at least what's going on in training camp from everyone that we talk to. So thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Nathan Glass out of Cali. He's calling to talk about the Locked On NFL show and what Locked On Jaguars host Tony Wiggins had to say about the silver and black. Here he is, Nathan Glass from Cali. Hey, what's up, Q? Nathan Glass from California. Just heard the disrespect from Tony Wiggins on Locked On NFL talking about the uh, talking about the Raiders, and he said that um, he don't know the direction the Raiders are going, and he thinks they got worse personnel-wise. And can he open his eyes, please, and tell me how the hell the Raiders got worse. Look, me as a Steelers fan, I'm on the outside looking in, and I still don't see how the Raiders got worse personnel-wise. What is he talking about? Does he personally have it out for the Raiders? I don't understand, bro. Your thoughts on that, bro? Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tripping, man. I'm tripping on him. He, he, he said that we, uh, you know, my Steelers. He said we, the, uh, between the AFC East and the AFC North, we the sixth best team out of the eight teams. Disrespectful. So look, anyway. So my, my, my question for you is, bro. How do you see, or I understand everybody got their own opinion, but how? Can he say the Raiders got worse personnel-wise? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I understand, I understand Josh is not there and right now, and um, I get it. But I'm looking at the the draft, uh, the draft, uh, the draft moves you guys made, and uh, I still say, I mean, right now, I mean, it's uh, it's still early, but I would still say Jimmy G is a better uh, was a better move than. Then uh, David Carr, if you look at production-wise, if you look at wins and uh, through their career, I still say Jimmy G is a better quarterback. But I don't, I don't, I don't see how you can say that he don't see the direction they're going and the um, that they got worse personnel-wise. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Your thoughts, bro? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you so much, my man. I do appreciate you. It's always great to hear from you and. 
it's so funny, man. And, I, you know, doing national radio, I'm always on with these guys. And so many of them just say, oh, man, I don't know what the Raiders are doing, man. What do they do with their roster? They got rid of Derek Carr. They got rid of Darren Waller. They're not trying to win any games. And I'm like, actually, they're actually doing better than what I expected. Just because the thing is, I guess the best way to describe it without getting going too long here is that they didn't bring any big flashy names. Like when the Raiders went out and grabbed guys for the defensive side of things, they grabbed Robert Spillane. They grabbed Marcus Epps. They grabbed Duke Shelley. They grabbed Brandon Faison, right? They grabbed Marcus Peters at the end there, right? But, I mean, for the most part, they didn't get anybody that has this big name. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be the guy that's going to change the game for him. They went out and got Jacoby Myers, right, on the other side of things. They went out and, and it made, you know, move here, move there. Even the, the guys that they drafted, outside of Mayer and Tyree Wilson, nobody was talking about Ja'Cory and Bennett. Nobody was talking about Aiden O'Connell or Byron Young, right? None of the Amari Bernie. Nobody was talking about this. Nesta Jade Silvera. Nobody was talking about those guys. So they didn't make moves that people on the outside that really don't pay attention that much, you know, would look at and say, man, that was a hell of a move. They haven't done that. And then they went and got Jimmy G. And we all know, and even I was uh, against the Jimmy G signing because of his, his history of, of injuries. I just said it, you know, availability is the best ability. But he fits with what Josh McDaniels wants to do, right? They feel confident that he's going to be able to go out there and do what he does. And the one thing I can say about Jimmy G that I did not know, everybody loves him. I did not know. I had heard that he was a great leader. I heard that there was no problems in the locker room. But every player to a T is like, man, Jimmy's just one of the guys. Jimmy's, you know, Jimmy's our dude. And I'm not trying to throw shade at Derek Carr at all. And I, and I know that, you know, someone's going to take it the wrong way. But I never heard anyone just come out and be like, man, Derek's a dude. Derek's our guy, you know? Derek's just 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 one of us, you know, just and, and that's good on Jimmy's part. Jimmy's able to to, you know, make himself comfortable and make the team comfortable around him. And that's good. Right. And I know that everyone in that locker room respected Derek Carr. I'm not trying to get it twisted, but I just never heard anybody come out and, and just say like, you know, like Max Crosby said, Jimmy's a dog. I never heard Max come out and say Derek's a dog. Right. It's just it's just it just seems like the vibe is different. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. No, no shade to D.C. at all. Again, he did a lot of good things for the silver and black in nine years. And I think that that should never, ever go on, uh, you know, un, unthought about or, or just kind of like, you know, thrown to the wayside. I, I would never do that. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. I think I got time for about one more text. Let's get one more text and we'll take that from J. Rob Dog says, hey, Q. Thanks for bringing forward the Brian Baldinger take on Aiden O'Connell as the notable story among rookie quarterbacks outing last week. As always, your coverage and take on all things Raiders is spot on for me. Keep up the great content and all the work you do is much appreciated by me and the nation. Raiders, that's J-Rob Dog. And no, thank you for the text. I thought that Brian Baldinger stuff on Aiden O'Connell was great. When I listened to that breakdown, I listened to it about three times. I was like, dang, that's really spot on. Even though he was breaking down film and I was watching it, I was watching the video. Just by the way he was breaking it down, the sound of it, I knew that you could understand exactly what he meant and how, basically, how precision, how how precise uh, Aiden O'Connell was on Sunday. So I'm glad that you appreciated that. Thank you so much for the text. I do appreciate you. And I think I got time for a couple more. That was a quick one. Uh, Just Juan Raider. He's calling to talk about the direction of the team. Here he is. Just Juan Raider. AQ is just Juan, baby. I want to let you know that I think the Raiders are on track. Just let Mark Davis and Josh and Dave Ziegler, let them work out. Please stop calling the team Las Vegas Patriots. That's disrespectful to the proud Raider Nation. That's all. I'm out, Q. Peace. 
Hey, Google. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, I mean, there's something I was talking about when it comes to the standard and the culture. I do feel like they're doing the right thing and headed in the right direction. Now, as far as the name, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where you got uh, Las Vegas Patriots. I don't think I've ever said that except for right now. <laughs> right? I don't remember ever saying that, so I'm not too sure. Maybe you're talking about someone else, but uh, that wouldn't be. I'm like Shaggy. Wouldn't be. All right? But uh, just one Raider. Thanks so much for that. And we'll close things out with a text from uh, Raider Nastus. Hey, Q, Raider Nastus here. I just want to say I had a feeling Aiden was going to be pretty decent. He had no weapons at Purdue. He was fluid in the pocket there, and I thought it would translate well in the NFL. Everything I kept telling people he did in preseason week, number one, I don't know why everyone doubted him when you can see it in the film and scouting reports. So I'm excited to have a decent, good backup. My main concern is still the right side of the offensive line. I feel like Wagner and Mumford should fight for the right tackle position. That's Raider Nastas. And, hey, man, like I said before, you're one of the few that had a lot of belief in, uh, in Aiden O'Connell. I didn't. I didn't. And it's not that I didn't have confidence in him. I just didn't know what he was going to bring to the table. I thought that he was going to be a glorified backup. And that's okay. He's a fourth-round pick. Didn't know exactly what to expect from him. It's easy, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but it's easy to say that you had a good idea he was going to go out there and do what he did on Sunday. I, I find it hard to believe because he went out there and was almost perfect. 15 for 18, 141 yards and a touchdown. He basically did no wrong. And I don't remember anyone hitting us up or hitting me up and saying, hey, man, um, Aiden O'Connell's going to go out there and ball out. But, you know, hey, if you saw it, cool. That's what's up. I, I'll be the first to tell you and admit I did not. I was pleasantly surprised, and now I want to see more. That's why that was the number one thing I'll be looking for, uh, and I've talked about it in segment number two. So uh, hats off to you. And, yeah, the offensive line, the right side of it, it should be. It should be still a concern. I think that that's a battle that uh, they're fighting still to see who the best person is for that spot. And, um, you know, we'll see when we see. But the good thing is I feel like they'll go into the 2023 season feeling comfortable with their starting five as opposed to trying to figure it out on the fly like they did a year ago. So that's all I got for you. That's all I got for this week. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoys the game on Saturday. Again, I'll be doing the pre and the post game show. The pregame starts at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Compass Media. JT the Brick, Lincoln Kennedy, Eric Allen will be on the radio call for it. And then uh, Jason Horowitz and Rich Gannon will be on the, and Matt Millen will be on the TV side of things. So should be a lot of fun had by all. Of course, I'll be doing the post game show with Eddie Pascal as well. Uh, make sure you tune in for that. And uh, yeah, here we go, Raider Nation. Preseason game number two, Raiders and Rams. It's up next on Saturday. We'll talk about it on Monday here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Like as always, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.